Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, May 24, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, the first thing we'll notice is we were talking about a place, a zone, an area last night that the market would come down to, and she did in fact come down to that area. It was the area of a spike of 412, for example, and you'll see inside the numbers today, we refine that inside the live room. We refine that to an area around 411.85 down to let's just say it was 410.64.65 and we'll denote that on the chart we'll see how the market acted and reacted around that place on a shorter time frame in a little while but here's the thing what we need to know from a daily chart perspective is a couple of things so first they got below and they closed below this breakup candle low from yesterday, meaning they closed below it yesterday, opened the door for the 20-period moving average, but you'll see what happened. Instead of trading into this area and into the zone, they opened below the 20-period moving average, still traded into the zone, but they never really had any kind of a stout bounce, stout rally away from in the northern direction out of that zone. So that tells me a couple of things. First, The rescue operation team was on sabbatical today. We'll talk about where this was or why this was in a few moments, meaning that particular line. We talked about it last night, but the fact that they didn't bounce out of here in a hurry tells us, tells me, that the destination in the short run is actually lower. They didn't necessarily hit a very important destination and bounce out of there today, which tells us that the market, Mrs. Market, has designs on a lower price. You can see here this breakup candle low is that 410.64. And you can see when you look on a 5-minute chart, for example, any 10-minute chart, 15-minute, 20, 30, 60, doesn't matter. You're going to see the same thing. Right of the vertical is today's activity. That was a magnetic. They did bounce off of it a number of times. Traders in the live room had multiple trades from and and around that area. You'll also see, we're jumping ahead a little bit, 411.85 was another number. It was resistance over here, support on the way down. Traders did scalp this on the way down first thing in the morning. We have something for everybody. We have traders that want to scalp trade at the first number possible. We have traders that wait for a better number in between the lower portion, and therefore they're paid from the lower number. Let's talk about something else. What have we been talking about? An important time frame coming up at the end of this week. If the market trades down into or up into an important time frame, we have to take notice if they're at an important place trading down or up into an important time frame, we have to take notice. Well, guess what? The market's been trading down for the last several days right into this time period. The end of the week, Thursday, Friday. Now, Is the market going to turn leading into Thursday? Are they going to gap them up in the morning and take off from there? Are they going to trade down again tomorrow, turn overnight, or turn sometime tomorrow, or turn on Friday? We don't know. They could trade down for the next two days and turn on Tuesday. The market's closed for Memorial Day on Monday. That brings up another point. 
we had this discussion in the live room today too. The market doesn't necessarily love to trade down into a three-day holiday weekend. You usually get some kind of a bounce going into the Friday, into a three-day holiday weekend where Monday's off. That's not a hard and fast rule. That's just a, hey, I've noticed this over the years. This happens the majority of time. Jordan piped in with some numbers in the live room today saying that, hey, that actually happens over 60% of the time where they bounce into the holiday weekend. That doesn't do anything for us materially, but it adds information. If you see the market doing something, if you see them trying to make a turn on Thursday, on Friday, overnight in between Thursday and Friday, you know all this information. This is an important time frame where we're looking for some kind of a turn. That doesn't mean, by the way, that the market can't be down another 30, 40 points tomorrow. It could be down anything tomorrow. We don't know. Let's get back to the daily chart. What if it is down again tomorrow? Let's take a look at some numbers. Let's just look objectively at what we have. We have another breakup candle low here. We have a test here, a test here. So we have two tests of a breakup candle low. That low is 408.64. You have a 50 period moving average slightly below 408. It'll be around 408 on Thursday. Having already run a couple of tests of this breakup candle low, if they get into no man's land and into that 50 period moving average, that's gonna open the door for this stuff down here, 407 and a quarter down to 405, give or take, is the next place. There's a gap down there. And then, all of a sudden, you might want to get out your sticky notes. You're getting into Irene territory. Weekly close. Irene, 405. Close the week, or any week, below 405. And my belief is that the floodgates could begin to open for another leg down. Could be slightly higher. I'm using 405 just to give it a little bit of wiggle room. That's the current Irene situation. What about inside the numbers? What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. We're talking about follow through from yesterday. We're talking about the spot we discussed in last night's video, 412. We like a spike of stuff. We've got 411.70 as a number under 412. Below that begins to open the door for another leg lower. That was to the 410.64. You'll see that show up later. Let's see what we have around 9 o'clock before the market opens for business. They're at that place. Funny how that works. That place is magnetic, which is why prices arrived. There are support numbers for a bounce-back situation. 412, give or take, is a general area. 411.85, give or take, is a refined number. And there's your first scalp trade for traders in the room that took it right at 411.85. They had a little bit of a bounce off of it. They took their five or six points. They're 50, 60 cents, five or six ES points. They went out their business, waiting for the next thing. What we also know, and we discussed all morning long in the live room, they spike stuff. There's a zone. They're going to bounce around in the zone. They're going to come back to run a test at 411.85, 412 area, 411.75 to 412. That's what you'll see in the notes. They did that, and you'll see us start talking about 410.64. Let's go up a little more. 9.31, they're in the showtime zone for a bounce back. Below 4.11, we'll open the door for 4.10.45. Show 
Should have been 65. You'll see 65 show up later. And there's your zone. You never got a rip-the-face-off rally type of situation, but they certainly gave you plenty of trades in between off that place. And what we have in the live room, for example, are traders that understand, because we talk about it every single day, if you're a one-trick pony, a one-entry type of trader, you can't take the top end of a zone. If you have two or three or more entries, like, for example, if you're trading the ES or the MES or whatever you're trading, if you're willing to buy it two or three times in a zone, you're buying the top, middle, and bottom. Therefore, if you're buying twice, you buy the top and the bottom. Therefore, your average is here. You ended up with a profit any way you want to look at it, any number of times you wanted it. But they stuck here in this zone all day long, which they were eating time off the clock. That's what that means. Also, what we discussed before, the likely destination is lower. They likely have another leg lower tomorrow. We don't know that for a fact, but that's the thing. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. You'll see all the supports, all the resistance in here. 9.45 could take some time. They're still in an important zone. 4.10.65, give or take, would be the other side or lower portion of the zone. We certainly had traders wait for that and that price alone. They were paid accordingly. Now I'm explaining why that number was important in here so everybody understands. So we're all looking at the same stuff. They just never had to rip your face off, but they gave you trades a number of times. There you have it. Traders waiting for the bottom portion of the zone. You have your trade. And all day long, we knew if they start closing candles below and they start trading away below 410.64, that was going to be a problem for any kind of bull case slash bounce case. And I said it in the live room. They're going to fight this number under normal garden variety conditions. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. You saw the market. It was a sideway market for the most part all day long. And therefore, what you have is what you have. You take the market that she gives you, not the one you want. They never give you the one you want. You trade the market that's in front. Above 410.65, bounce back cases to 411.85. You got them once, you got them twice. What about stocks on the move? We had a short list today. Texan, ADI, and A did not hit their entry objectives. They're off the board. Place, Children's Place, PLCE did. It shows jump target here, but that doesn't matter. We had two other targets. Let's take a look at that chart. Here's a three-minute chart, getting a buzz cut at the open. Yesterday's close was $23.69. We're looking under 20 bucks. The stock opened below the first number, so this one doesn't exist. Just take notice of where they bounced back to after they bounced. The first number but it doesn't exist we take it off the board therefore the second and third number is a zone they came into the second and third number the third number in particular and they had a rocket ride right back to the first number the high in this candle was 1972 off 1865 give you more than a buck on an 18 dollar and 65 cent stock any math under the sun says that that's more than five percent in minutes we did have some participation inside the numbers and specifically in the live room in Children's Place today, so kudos to the traders that took that trade. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Decently off the lows into the 50 period moving average, short of the 20, no big deal on that, nothing to do with that one way or the other, they just didn't hit it. We had that support area slash target of 175 to 174 and three quarters in the IWM, that was posted in the live room. Actually, we had the chart up. 
We had some traders participate in that as well. That's exactly what the IWM chart looked like in the live room today, 174.75. Between 175 and 174.75, that was the thing. So that worked out. This is really all we need to and what we do know relative to the IWM. Here's the weekly chart. Here's that bearish, flaggish, wedgish kind of thing. It's a range. It's a channel. You have a move down. They're trading in this channel for weeks, months, back and forth. Top of the channel, bottom of the channel. If the top of the channel breaks and they're above these moving averages, that's bullish. They'll be up here somewhere. If this channel holds and they go down to the bottom and the bottom breaks, the dam will open. Likely, if that happens, the SPY is flirting with or already below Irene. There's a little bit of a secret sauce. Not a ton of people know about this. RSP, we've talked about this before, but I haven't brought it up in a while in these videos. The RSP is the equal weight S&P. I think last week we looked at the Q equal weight, QQQE. And this is interesting because on this weekly chart, you can see here that they have a big breakdown candle. You got another bearish wedge, kind of looks like the IWM, only different. All right, so it doesn't really matter how you draw it out. It's just a channel one way or the other. But this is a bearish type of channel, and it will promote a move in the lower direction if, in fact, they break the lows. But the point that I want to make is look at this chart, focus on this chart. And here we're kind of overlaying another chart. This is the regular SPY. Forget the difference in colors. You can just see this area here is the same as this area here, but it's not even close. Well, what does that tell you? It tells you that there's an overweight, just like the NASDAQ, in the big stocks in the S&P. It's top-heavy. When you look at the broad array of stocks, the breadth, and we've talked about this a few times over the last few weeks, the breadth is not good across the market. The market can't stay up on Apple, NVIDIA, Microsoft, Oracle, Meta, Amazon, all the names we know. But for now, we have what we have, and we just take in the information, and we take it one day at a time. Speaking of NVIDIA, I just kind of glanced over. I saw, as I'm making this, the market had a nice rally. Well, why is that? Well, look at NVIDIA on earnings after hours. Look at that spike. That takes the NASDAQ up. It helps the S&P. The S&P, as I make this video, in the after hours, the thieves in the after hours... They're already up 10 or 15 points, whatever it is. So NVIDIA is at a new all-time high. The high in NVIDIA is 346.47, currently trading as I make this 365. We have no idea where they'll be at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Back to the other stuff. How about the folks down at the transportation department? Below all the moving averages, the trend is down. Breakup candle low, 13.724. Close today, below that number. They tested a pivot low here. They have another breakup candle low here and a pivot here. This is melting away. When you look at the weekly chart, and this is representative of stuff or goods that are moving across America, goods moving across the world. This is transportation, planes, trains, and automobiles, plus other stuff. Weekly chart, below all the moving averages. That's not a bullish signal. That's a bearish signal. Markets go up, markets go down. Maybe they'll be up tomorrow, maybe they won't. We're looking at the big picture. We're concerned with where they're headed in the big picture. Day-to-day, -day, it's noise. And we'll jump around a little bit. Back to the spiders. Let's say the market gets a pop. NVIDIA's up tomorrow. Everybody says, hey, that's great news. Forget about the debt ceiling, or they do have a debt ceiling deal. 
They don't, they do, they don't, they do. Whatever it is, let's say the market's catching a rally for whatever reason. Where are they going? Well, the first place they go is they got to fill this gap over here. Let's say the market's catching a rally. Whatever the news is, it doesn't matter. Let's just say the market's rallying. We're just talking about direction. Doesn't matter the reason. There's a gap right here. 414.09. They get above the 20-period moving average. That's the target. Are they going to backtest the 20-period moving average and go sideways for a couple days and fall? We don't know. But if they get above that 20-period moving average, it opens a door for the gap above 414. It's just that simple. It's never easy, but it is that simple. Off to the Q people. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until your crap gets thrown out the window. They haven't even reached the 20-period moving average yet. We talked about this. Home base. They like to come back and check in at home base. They haven't even got there. There's nothing wrong with this chart. This is a totally different chart than all the rest. But keep in mind, this is not the equal weight. This is the overweight. What's it overweighted in? The top five, six, ten stocks, whatever it is. Just for the heck of it, I'll run down the list. 50% of the Qs is in these ten stocks. Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, NVIDIA, Meta, Google, which is two Googles. So it's really a bigger position in Google. So it's Google L and G-O-O-G. Tesla, PepsiCo, P-E-P. Not sure about why that one's in there. And Avago. That's 50% of the Qs. And the reason that the chart looks like this. Now let's take a look at the equal weight since we did it in the SPY. Here's the weekly chart. On the left, we have QQQ. On the right, we have QQQE. This is equal weight on the right, regular weight, QQQ weight, 50% in 10 stocks on the left. You could see here, just look at this pivot high here. They've eclipsed this pivot high. You could see this was a straight run up and this one is lagging. Why? Because there's a whole host of other stocks, like 90 other stocks in the NQ or the NASDAQ 100, for example, that are not the 10 stocks overweighted by 50% in the Qs. As this was running up recently, this was not doing the same. The QQQE equal weight was not doing the same on the last run-up as the QQQ. Not even close. Breath was not the same. Financials got hit today. Below all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until she throws your crap out the window. You have this pivot low here. This is a higher low. You have this pivot down here. This is low, higher low. Are we going to have a third higher low and a rally, or are they going to come down to test this and break the chain? We'll see what happens. The next two days are very important. Put that on a sticky note. Smash Mouth, they came down today, but of course... They're rallying tremendously after hours on the NVIDIA pop. Is that going to be the catalyst? Is the market going to turn overnight into Thursday, not go down on Thursday? Thursday, Friday was that culmination point. They did technically trade down right into it. We'll see what happens on Thursday. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.